episode 855. Bears linebacker Danny Trevathan has been suspended by the NFL as Devontae Adams leaves the hospital after suffering a concussion. We'll discuss the fallout with Matt Verderam of Fansided. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu. Today we're talking about the fallout from the Bears game. We're looking ahead to the Cowboys game. And to do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert. One that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Matt Verderam of Fansided here at Railbird Central. Matt, how you doing this morning? I'm great, Brian. How are you? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show. Uh, Matt, can uh, you have our listeners get to know you a little bit? Can you tell us about your uh, role at Fansided? And, and I see on Twitter your your banner picture is a photo of Vince Lombardi. Is there any connection you have to the Packers personally? Why would you choose that? Uh, no, actually, I grew up in New York, uh, although oddly enough, I grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan just because of my father and his, his leanings growing up, so... Uh, but Vince Lombardi's always been uh, my favorite football uh, icon, so to speak. I've always been fascinated by him. He grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. So have a little connection there. But uh, at Fansided, uh, I'm the lead NFL writer. I'm the head editor. And uh, I worked there now for two and a half years. I worked at Escanation for three and a half years prior to that. Very cool. We'll keep up the good work there. We've had... Our guests of the uh, Packers site at Fansited, Lombardi Ave, on the show before, and now we're glad to have you. we got a lot to get to. Uh, Matt, the, the NFL announced on Saturday that Bears linebacker Danny Trevathan was suspended two games for his hit on Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. Was that the appropriate punishment? I thought uh, he should have been suspended a little longer than that. I thought it was pretty much – it was a pretty blatant cheap shot. Um, and I think, you know, the NFL – and the way that they've handled discipline in the past, uh, I'm not totally surprised. I was glad that he was at least suspended, not just fined. Uh, Trevathan isn't a repeat offender, so you have to factor that in as well. But at the same time, if a guy gets caught for steroids, it's typically a four-game suspension. Uh, if you know Tom Brady, Deflategate, four-game suspension. Uh, what Trevathan did to me was infinitely more dangerous than that. Uh, so I, I would have liked to have seen four games at least. But at the end of the day, I do think at least the two-game suspension, it's, it's more than typically what we'll see, which is a fine for a first-time offender. So I did think the NFL is stronger than usual, but I would have liked to see them even stronger considering how much these hits to the head are hurting the players and the league. Yeah, the NFL continues to have issues doling out punishment, uh, comparing it to things like smoking marijuana, which you think is a minor offense, uh, but uh, sometimes they got to figure these things out. Uh, Matt, what we've learned Devontae Adams is out of the hospital. He's in the concussion protocol. How cautious do you think the Packers will be with him after that hit now? I would hope very cautious. Uh, obviously, you know, not all concussions 
are maybe equal. Of course, they all have to be taken seriously, but you know, that was that was a scary situation. You know, not all the time does a guy get knocked out and then he's immediately in an ambulance and out the door. So uh, I would hope that they would would give it proper time. You know, obviously he's got to pass all the protocols, but then I would even really make sure, maybe even give an extra week, make sure everything's okay, everything's right, ease him back into practice. But uh, you know, all that being said. Glad for Devontae Adams that he seems to be, you know, all things considered, okay. When the hit happened, uh, really there was concern about how he was going to be long-term. And it looks as though, uh, even though he does have a concussion, that he should be able to come back and play, which is terrific after that hit. Yeah, he hasn't officially been ruled out of the Cowboys game next week, but maybe that's a mere formality, and we'll hear that in the coming days. Um, uh, Matt, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported Saturday that Packers running back Ty Montgomery is day-to-day and could play as early as week five after dropping out of the Thursday night Bears game with a rib injury. Uh, What have you made of Montgomery's transition from wide receiver and how badly do the Packers need him versus the Cowboys next week? He's done a nice job. I, you know, nobody's going to confuse him with Jim Brown, but he's he's done a nice job for the Packers. I think uh, he stepped in in a pinch when they really needed him last year. And I, I think at the end of the day, uh, he gives them a little something. Plus, of course, how many guys are that good as a you know receiving threat out of the backfield? Not too many. So uh, I think the Packers can be okay if they miss him for a week or two. Uh, you know, they, they obviously invested a lot of draft capital this year in the running back position. So I think if they had to get by for a couple of weeks, uh, they could, and they could allow Montgomery to heal. And I think, frankly, they should. Um, but, again, it, it appeared at first that there were reports he had broken ribs and that he was going to be out for a while. And now they're saying he might even play against Dallas. So even if he has to miss the Dallas game, I don't think it's the end of the world for the Packers. And I also think, you know, maybe if he's, if he's smarting a little bit, if he's still sore, give him that week, let him recover, because you don't want him playing hurt throughout the year. You'd rather – take the week, and then move forward with a guy who's 100%. Yeah, the silver lining here is I guess we're looking at short-term injuries, not long-term injuries with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Matt, it got some attention in the aftermath of the Bears game that Packers head coach Mike McCarthy sent cornerback Demarius Randall to the locker room after arguing with a coach. Is this something worthy of being released? No, I don't think so, unless it gets to the point where it's really just uh, untenable. Look, Randall's a young player. Packers drafted him high up. Uh, you, you want to try to do everything you can to get something out of him. And I understand that you know, he has not been the player that the Packers are hoping for at this point in his career, but he is still a young guy. Uh, I think the Packers would be well within the right to suspend him for a game. Um, doesn't appear they're going to do so, but I, I think, at the end of the day, there needs to be you know, a meeting with him, a couple of the defensive coaches, McCarthy, and just say, "Look, you know, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna cut you, but at the end of the day, you need to be much more of a team guy than this." And you know, the, the only reason I wouldn't cut him, or not the only reason, but the biggest reason would just be that the Packers need bodies in the secondary. Uh, you know, it's been a struggle for them. It's been the Achilles heel for the last couple of years. And while Randall hasn't been great. He's been part of that rotation, so I think the Packers it would be kind of the old proverbial cutting your nose to spite your face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're talking to Matt Verderam of Fansided here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Matt, 
do you think the supporting cast around Aaron Rodgers is good enough when healthy? They've been dealing with lots of injury issues, including the offensive line. Yeah, it's a good question because you're right. The offensive line, especially the tackles, they've been starting guys basically out of the stands. Uh, and, and yet here they are three and one. So it's credit to the organization to find a way to keep winning. Um, I am of the belief that if you put even a decent team around Aaron Rodgers, you're a Super Bowl contender every year. And so I think certainly offensively that's in place. You know, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Martellus Bennett, uh, the offensive line when it is healthy I think is good enough. Uh, the, the running backs, nobody stands out as, as being great, but by committee they're, they're, they're solid enough they can get the job done. I think the bigger question for the Packers is defensively, especially when they're away from Lambeau Field, can they get it? squared away I, look the front seven's got some players in it no question with daniels Clay matthews nick perry so on and so forth but that secondary come the playoffs can they do enough uh i think the packers in my estimation i still think if they can get home field advance i would pick them to go to the super bowl i still think the packers have the requisite talent to get the job done if they have to go on the road in the playoffs depending upon where they play uh i'd be a little concerned because they're just such a different team away from that from that home field advantage, but at three and one and looking at the rest of the conference, uh, the Packers certainly have a great chance to get that done and get that top seat. Well, uh, let's, let's get to that. You know, based upon the result of the lions Vikings game on Sunday, do you see the lions being able to compete with the Packers in the NFC North, both of them now three and one, you know, I like the lions more than some before the year started, but I, I picked them to end up having a losing records. I just looked at their schedule and thought, well, their schedule is very tough, and I thought there were some issues with the Lions with injuries early on in the year. But to their credit, uh, they're 3-1 and one and could very easily be 4-0 and oh right now. So I think the Lions can compete in the division. I, I think the Packers are better. I think the Packers will end up winning it, if only because whenever those two teams get together, the Packers usually handle their business. And I think you know the, the Lions, while good, do have some flaws. They can't run the ball very well defensively. The secondary t- – to their credit, is better than it's been in a long time in Detroit. But I still have some questions about the front. I think you can run the ball on them a little bit. Uh, but I do think the Lions are going to be – I think the Lions are a playoff team. Uh, but I, I think the Packers, if they play well when they play them, will beat them both times. I, I just – it's a bad matchup for the Lions. It's shown itself year after year. But I do think the Lions are a double-digit win team. So I don't think the Packers are just going to run away and hide. The Vikings, I think, are done without Dalvin Cook. And the Bears, obviously, they're in the midst of a, of a pretty large rebuild. Will be fun to see when the Packers and the Lions eventually play. Um, finally here, Matt, before we let you go, what do you make of the Cowboys, the Packers' next opponent they'll face in Week 5? Uh, I think the Cowboys are in real trouble because the Cowboys can't play any defense. And this is something that we talked about uh, last year quite a bit. And it was that, look, you know, Dallas, you've got Ezekiel Elliott. You've got that offense. Dak looks great. And, and I think, you know, Prescott's played well, at, at, you know, for most of this year. He's had a couple of struggles here and there. But their problem right now is they cannot stop anybody. Denver hung 42 points on them. The Rams went in there. And I know the Rams are much improved. But still, 35 points at home is inexcusable. Uh, you know, the, the only thing they're able to stop is the Giants. And the Giants are on four. So, I think the Packers are going to go in there and hang 30-plus on them without much of a problem. I think the Packers are going to win the game. Uh, the, the Cowboys simply cannot stop the run. They can't stop the pass. 
Demarcus Lawrence has been terrific. I think he's seven sacks now. He's the NFL, but he's been it. And so uh, I think Green Bay is going to do what it wants offensively. And defensively, if you can just slow down Elliott and force them to throw the ball, uh, they're not inept, but that's certainly not the way they want to play. And so I, I think Dallas right now, I think probably the second best team in that division. I think Philadelphia looks like a better team at the moment. Very good. Matt, thank you t- so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Greatly appreciate it. Love talking to you, and we'd love to have you on again sometime. And, and thanks a lot, all right? Anytime, Brian. No problem. Take care. Matt Verderam of Fansided joining us here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. I have one more piece of injury news that we didn't discuss in the interview, and that's to running back Jamal Williams, who dropped out of the Thursday night game against the Chicago Bears. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that the MRI results came back negative and is just a muscular injury only. So for as bad as the multiple injuries to the Packers seemed in the Thursday night game, things are going pretty well, all things considered, Um, especially at the running back position where both Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams could return as quickly as week five against the Cowboys. Nobody's making any guarantees at this point, but with 10 days between games, that's giving all players a little more time to recover. The next question might be whether rookie running back Aaron Jones figures into the mix at running back against the Cowboys after looking good in his debut on offense this past Thursday in working with the Packers' first-string offense. First time he's been able to do that. Work with Aaron Rodgers and company. And, And it's hard to deny that he deserves a chance at more playing time. Obviously, there's going to be a rotation no matter who's healthy, who's playing, who's suiting up. But Jones looks like he might have the most quickness of any running back on the roster. Maybe the not the most flat-out speed, maybe not the most power, definitely not the most power. Uh, maybe not the best receiver, Ty Montgomery might have the better hands, but Jones looks like he might be the quickest and maybe even the most decisive. I don't know. I need to see more out of him yet to make that decision. Obviously, he's a work in progress. He's developing yet and want to see how he responds to the NFL game. Uh, we've, we've seen glimpses of him uh, you know, during the preseason in the limited action we've seen so far during the regular season. Want to see more out of Aaron Jones. As far as the suspension on Danny Trevathan goes, good on the NFL for making a quick and, for the most part, appropriate decision. You can argue that maybe he deserves a longer suspension, but it was at least multiple games, Um, and that's good. Uh, I, I commend the NFL on that decision there. When I see people defending players like Trevathan that have been suspended, you know, for for making hits like this, I hear 
players have to make such quick decisions and they have such a small window to hit a legal part of the offensive player's body. And, and you know, to that defense, I say boo-hoo. Players simply have to know they can't deliver knockout blows on defenseless players. They need to know what a defenseless player is. Hopefully that's happening. These uh, Playing football is their full-time job, and if they don't know by now what a defenseless player is, that's on the player and it's on the coaching staff for not teaching them what a defenseless player is. I'm generalizing here, but there's basically two you know, forms of defenseless players. I'm not putting every situation that there's more than just two, including, you know, guys who can't be uh, blocked and chop blocked at the same time. But, but, you know, for, for defenders to know quarterbacks standing in the pocket is one of them and, and receivers in the process or very shortly after making a reception, those are defenseless players. You can't just deliver the knockout blow to those players. How about just wrapping up and making the tackle to the ground? And what's the worst outcome? We see more missed tackles. Oh, the humanity missed tackles. How will we ever live as a society? We'll see more first downs and more points scored. And I realize we don't want to get to the point where we're seeing 100 points scored a game. But if anyone argues that, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> We're not on that slippery slope. It, it, it's, it's about protecting players like Devontae Adams from hits like we saw on Thursday. And if I see a couple more missed tackles per game because of it, then so be it. It's worth it to protect Devontae Adams. So according to head coach Mike McCarthy, Devontae Adams is out of the hospital and technically in the concussion protocol. Uh, we don't know his status yet for the for the game upcoming game this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know when we're going to find out whether he'll be close to playing or not, whether it wasn't as bad of a concussion as it looked on TV. We're going to find that out through the week of practice this week. I would tend to think... The Packers will play it cautious like they do with these potentially serious injuries with so many players. I mean, look how cautious they've been. We're not talking a hit to the head, but with a guy like Vince Beagle, who was, you know, suffered his, you know, re-injured his foot shortly after the NFL draft. The NFL draft, how long ago was that? That was back in May. And and he just suffers the, you know, re-injures it in the rookie minicamp. And he's been out ever since on the, uh, you know, the, the pup list. And, and so look how cautious they're being with a guy like him. I think they're going to be cautious with a guy like Devontae Adams in, in his return from this concussion. And I'll be honest, I don't know Devontae Adams' concussion history. I don't, I don't remember any off the top of my head, but I certainly couldn't recall if he had anything at college or anything like that. And if he did, you know, that's only a reason to be more cautious with a player like him. So uh, have to keep that in mind. And for the time being, you know, the Packers will rely 
on Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison, just like they did in the Bears game once Devontae Adams was out. And those guys are more than capable of doing so. Maybe at some point we're going to have to see more of a player like Trevor Davis, but that's all right. I think he's ready for it. He He's played with Aaron Rodgers in the past and, and can step in at least on a, uh, a, a temporary basis. So that's what we're looking at there. And we move on. The day ahead. All right. First of all, the Packers continue to have Monday off following the mini bye week. And you can't blame them for that. There are precious few opportunities to get some time off during the regular season. These players need some mental health days as well as recuperating from physical health as well. I'm paraphrasing Mike McCarthy here, but he said Tuesday when the players return, so we're talking tomorrow here, Demarius Randall will be out there. In fact, here's the quote from head coach Mike McCarthy and what we can expect coming up here. Quote, when we come back Tuesday, Demarius will be ready to roll with the rest of our football team. End quote, Mike McCarthy said during his Friday press conference. So this provides a good opportunity to discuss Demarius Randall here. Um, Anybody calling for a susp- uh, uh, for for the Packers to release Demarius Randall, it's time to pump the brakes. You know, uh, I, I I believe his play is certainly worthy of being benched. I think we've seen that not only this season but last season as well. It's cont- it's picking up where it left left off last season for Demarius Randall. It was an encouraging rookie year. And it really is disappointing. I, I, I've said this not only on our last show, but, uh, you know, it was a common refrain throughout the offseason. What happened to the Demarius Randall, who, even though he got beat during his rookie season, he made huge plays, huge plays. I, I, I wish I could just watch a highlight reel of the big plays Demarius Randall made during his rookie year. There were big ones, interceptions and and broken up passes and and key situations. And and those have completely disappeared in in last year and and then so far this year. Uh, Now a quarter of the way through the Packers schedule, quarter of the way through the NFL season. And Demarius Randle deserves to be benched by all means. But you know, as far as just being a, a good person and, uh, uh, you know, a teammate and all those things, this, to my knowledge, is the first time that Demarius Randall has had any problem of this sort. I, I don't think it's it's worthy of releasing him. You know, by by all means, if he's relegated to just special teams here, and won't see the defensive side of the football again unless injuries occur, that is fine by me. It's okay to give him that chance and, and, and you know, the, to, to stick with being a member of the team, taking up a roster spot, and maybe he's just got to be a backup from here on out. And, and, hey, maybe he's a good special teams player. I, I'm not sure we've seen a ton of him on special teams because they wanted him to be such a big part of the defense 
you know, early on. I, I'm not saying he hasn't played special teams, but maybe if he can focus on it more, you know, being a, a bigger part of these units and spending more time studying special teams, maybe he can be a good one. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all I'm saying is it's an overreaction to call for his release right now. There's no reason to. Uh, you know, I don't it, I, I don't think you release him and all of a sudden the Packers have injury issues down the road. I, I don't think they're going to get better play by raiding somebody else's practice squad if you had to to go find cornerback depth. You know, if the Packers suffer injuries, at least they got somebody who knows the schemes and systems and is fairly athletic like Demarius Randall is. His problems haven't been the athleticism. It's been the mental part of the game. You know, how far, of, how much of a cushion do I give these guys? And, and knowing, you know, the, the route tree and where the, where the players he's defending might be headed, those are the problems Devante, uh, pardon me, Demarius Randall has in his mind. Um, that he's struggling with. So it, it it doesn't deserve the release. It, it it deserves to be benched and maybe a long-term benching here. I, I don't know who's better at this point, Demarius Randall, Quint Rollins. I, I'm fine with the Packers rolling with, with Josh Hawkins on the field more often here uh, as we go along. Obviously, Devon House is going to come back at some point here. He's had a myriad uh, of injury issues since joining the Packers, but he's probably looking on the precipice to returning too after these 10 days off between games. So between, you know, Kevin King, Devon House, Josh Hawkins, those to me look like your perimeter cornerbacks. Not sure who's going to be playing the slot right now. Uh, TBD at this point. Maybe it's Quentin Rollins. Maybe it's Demarius Randall. We've got to see. Maybe it's the safeties here, uh, of which safety is looking like one of the deepest positions on the Packers roster between HaHa Clinton Dix, who obviously is not going to play in the box all that much. It's going to be, you know, the guys closer to the line of scrimmage will be the Morgan Burnett's, the Josh Joneses, um, the the Kentrell Bryces, and, and I'm not even sure Kentrell Bryce could be a slot type of guy. Uh, but Morgan Burnett and Josh Jones maybe can. So we'll see what the Packers do going forward. It's going to be very uh, interesting to see how they, you know, go through this uh, when when you consider, you know, suspend uh, not suspensions, injuries, uh, and, and how they're going to line up with defensive players and and in the secondary more than anything here. Um. But, but that's going to do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Um, that, that's looking forward to the next 24 hours here. Um, we'll, we'll know more, certainly, when the players return on Tuesday and start practicing again. And uh, more on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday's episode of Railbird Central here at Cheesehead TV. So thank you to Matt Verderam of Fansighted for being our guest on today's show. And uh, we'll look forward to Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com being the guest, this as he usually is, every Wednesday here at Railbird Central, uh, which typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you, folks. Uh, have a good Monday. Have a good rest of the week. And we'll see you 
just two more days from now. I leave you today with a song called Rosie by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records and Go Pack Go. (laughs) 